Hello and welcome to another episode of A Composer's Journey. So I've had numerous questions on, is it really possible to develop your own musical style in this day and age? How can we even go about developing your own musical style? What defines a unique style? And is it possible for composers to have relatively similar outlooks towards composition and yet have completely different styles? So this is a really good question, and it's really important to think about. Um, I remember reading a book by Harold Bloom on poetry. Harold Bloom was a sort of great professor of English literature, and he wrote about poetry. It will always, there will always be original poetry as long as people speak with their own unique voice. And that really stuck out to me because I went through a phase of thinking, oh, there is no more originality. Everything's already been said. Everything's already been done. But Harold Bloom said of poetry, there will always be new original poetry as long as long as people can speak with their own unique voice. So the answer briefly is absolutely yes. It is possible to develop your own style um, and composers do have distinct styles, of course. I mean, look at many of the most beloved composers today. In classical music, in concert music, there's John Adams, James Macmillan, Arvo Pett, Philip Glass, Caroline Shaw, and on and on. Or in film music, if you, if you enjoy film music, you know, John Williams or John Powell or Hans Zimmer or whoever, Alexandre Desplat, all of them arguably have a very distinctive style. They have their own unique style. And you could even argue that those composers are popular in part because they do have a recognisable style. Because you can listen on the radio and say, oh, that sounds like John Adams. That sounds like Macmillan. That sounds like John Powell or whatever. So let me answer the question in more depth. What actually is musical style? Well, think about it this way. When we go to a traditional music school or music college, when we go to study music, we might learn the art of counterpoint and harmony. And we might learn counterpoint and harmony based on the rules set out by the music of Palestrina and Johann Sebastian Bach. We study the music of Palestrina and Bach, and that teaches us counterpoint and it teaches us traditional harmony. But what we are essentially learning there is technique. We are learning Bach's technique of harmony. We are learning Palestrina's technique of counterpoint. And then in later years, as we progress with our musical education, we might then study the counterpoint and harmony of Rachmaninoff or Debussy or somebody else. Does Rachmaninoff handle harmony differently from Bach? Does Debussy handle harmony differently from Bach? Surely the answer is yes. And, and yes, there may be similarities. There may be some common traits between them. But yes, they handle harmony differently. They handle counterpoint and melody differently. They handle texture differently. They handle instrumentation differently, of course. They are all unique composers. And so as we go on to study their music, we begin to realize that each great composer has their own technique of handling harmony or counterpoint or orchestration or whatever musical element you like. Each great composer has their own technique of handling the different musical elements. The composer's voice or their style comes from their own technique of handling these musical elements, whether it's melody or counterpoint or harmony or whatever it is. 
So in a sense, then, style, your musical style, is your musical technique. Your musical style is your technique, your personal method of handling harmony and counterpoint and melody and structure and all of those musical elements. So that's half of the answer, that musical style is technique. The other half of the answer, though, is what are your musical tastes? What are your musical preferences? And this is where your own uniqueness comes in. You've been brought up on a totally unique musical diet. For some of you, you might have grown up with a diet of Bach and Stravinsky. Uh, for others, you might have been brought up on a diet of Metallica and Linkin Park and Nickelback or whatever. Or maybe you've had a blend of Metallica and Beethoven and Bill Evans and John Adams or whatever. But as you've listened and as you continue to listen to more and more music, you will discover things that you love and you will discover things also that you do not like. Let me tell you now, there are some great composers out there. And I know that they're great because the majority of trained musicians agree that they are great composers. But I don't actually like listening to them that much. There are some, in inverted commas, great composers out there who I don't enjoy that much. And in the same way, there are some, there are some movies that are rated 10 out of 10, which I don't personally find a 10 out of 10. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to agree that they are officially great music movies. Sorry, I'll happily agree that they are officially great movies because so many people agree that they are 10 out of 10 films, but I don't necessarily love them. And there are also some lesser reviewed films, which I think are wonderful. And in the same way, I think there are composers who are often called second rate composers that I think are first tier, that I absolutely love. There are composers that aren't really that well known that I think are absolutely incredible. And there are also composers who are considered top tier who I don't really listen to in my personal time. I, I don't really enjoy their music. So your musical heritage is unique and you need to embrace that. And you need to study your own musical heritage because you will love the things you love and you will also not like the things you like. And, and that being said, your tastes may change with time. That's very common. That's very natural. And you can allow that to happen. And it's also very happy to continue, sorry, it's also very healthy to continue expanding your horizons, to continue listening to more music and discovering new things that you like or don't like. So keep listening to more and more and keep expanding your horizons and be open-minded that one day you might find you love something that you, you never understood in the past. In any case, your musical heritage is unique and you need to embrace that. And you also need to study your own musical heritage because that's where your technique is going to come from. That's where you will develop style. So this is something that I'm getting ready to go really deep on in my composer workshop. So this is my first ever free composer workshop that I've been developing for the last few months. And what we're going to cover is the different phases of a solid composing process. And this is something I've learned by meeting and talking with and working alongside dozens of working composers, both in film and TV and concert composers. I've watched them work. I've worked alongside them. I've collaborated with them. And I've learned a huge amount about the processes of composing from start to finish. And we'll also talk in this workshop about how you can actually develop your own musical style and how you can consistently grow as a composer, how you can also consistently come up with new creative ideas. 
and we'll look at how you can seek new inspiration. If you're stuck in a rut, you can look for new inspiration for new music. And we'll also be talking about how you can develop these musical ideas and turn them into coherent, fully-fledged pieces of music. So this workshop is happening from Friday the 29th of April through to Friday the 6th of May. It's Friday through to Friday. And by the end of this workshop, if you follow through with all the action steps I will be giving you, you will have fully planned out and you will have started writing your next piece of music. That's the promise here. That's the sort of big promise from this free workshop. If you actually follow through, do the action steps, you will have fully planned out and you will have started writing your next piece of music. And also, I should say, all of the big lessons in this workshop are going to be live. I'm going to be delivering them live through a live stream video so you can interact with the lesson live. You can interact with your fellow students and you can interact with me live. And so I'll be able to answer any questions you have on the spot. Now, I know a lot of people get stuck in a rut with composing where they wind up writing the same thing again and again and again, the same kind of music or their hands wind up moving to the same positions on the keyboard, that kind of thing. Or a lot of people are not sure how to progress their skills, how to write better melodies or more advanced harmony or better orchestration. Or they have real trouble developing their musical ideas. And people can spend hour after hour stuck on this, working on these skills. I've seen it before. In fact, I've been there before. So the idea is that this workshop is going to help you to take your composing to the next level. And if you are stuck in one of those ruts, then this workshop will help you to break out of it. This is here to help you. So if you're interested in this workshop, then signing up is really simple. You just go to insidethescore.com forward slash workshop. And then from that page, you just enter your email and you click on the link below. It's as simple as that, and it's completely free. And my plan is that for the week of this workshop, I'm going to teach and teach and teach, and I'm going to teach everything that I can. And I will also be opening up a training program in that time. I hope that I will earn the right to open up a training program for those who want to take things even deeper and go even further. But in the meantime, with this workshop, I'm just going to teach my heart out because I want to make sure that everyone who signs up to this thing will get a lot of value from it. I really do. So remember that this will only be happening from the 29th of April to the 6th of May. This is the only time I'm planning on doing it this year. So make sure that you do sign up soon because after the 6th of May, this workshop will be gone. I wanted it to be a live collaborative event where we can interact with each other and we can have discussions. And so if you want to get in on this, then now is the time. And by the way, if you do have to miss one of the live videos, you can watch it on repeat. Uh, you can watch it later on, and it won't be live, obviously, but you can watch the replay later on. Uh, but having said that, after the 6th of May, it will be gone. So this is a limited time thing, because I do want it to be in the spirit of a proper live event, <laughs> a kind of mini music festival. Uh, and I will be putting a lot into this training. So I promise you that you will find it valuable. So don't forget, you just visit insidethescore.com forward slash workshop. And then you put your email into the box and click get access. And you will then get access to this full free workshop. So I'm really excited to share all of this with you.